Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight talking, no fluff, business and high performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit rich, efficient and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey, bold leaders. Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Tara Newman, and today we have a fun one. I would file today's episode under the term back to basics, which is something we all need to do more of. So I want you to make this your mantra. Whenever things get to be a bit chaotic or overwhelming or you've got a lot of distractions going on, this mantra really works. It's what I used to tell my team when we were in corporate and we had all these projects landing on our desk and we had employees walking in and out of our offices and we had different stakeholders that we needed to report to. I would say, let's just go back to basics. Let's go back to basics, right? So make that your mantra. And while there are a lot of things that don't translate from big business to small business, this mantra is even more relevant if you're a small business because you have less resources, right? And usually when you're getting overwhelmed, when things feel chaotic, when there's a lot of things you're being distracted with, you're being pulled in too many different directions. You're being taken away from your main purpose, which is to bring in revenue, serve your clients so you can get paid, right? And so when we have less resources, when we have less employees, when we have less capital, when we have less of our time to go around, this is really a key element to running your business. So in the spirit of back to basics, Let's go over what is a system versus what is a process. That is what we are talking about today. And the reason why I do these episodes that talk about definitions, sometimes we have a whole series of them around money and profitability, is because I tend to talk about things on the podcast, I talk about things with my clients, I talk about things with local business owners. And they always say to me that something like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what it means when you say this. I'm not sure what it means when you say system. I'm not sure what it means when you say process. I'm not sure what you mean when you say profit. And those are really good questions because of a couple of reasons. One, most small business owners have been accidentally successful. They have gotten to where they are, but they're not always sure how they got there right? They're like that technical expert. They're great at what they do and people love them. They're kind, they're generous, they're good people. And so their businesses tend to naturally do well, but they're not sure why or how. And so they've skipped a lot of those back to basics things in their excitement and enthusiasm for starting a business or taking on more work or they see the revenue coming in and that's very exciting, right? And they usually skip some of these basics parts. So what is a system? And the other part of this, I'm having an ADHD moment, but another part of this is sometimes we refer to something and there's two ways to think about it. So like when I talk about profit, I talk about profit from the profit first perspective, which is really like net, net profit. 
It's the profit that you have left over after you've paid yourself, after you've paid your team, after you've gone through your expenses, after, you know, it's, it's the, it's, we're taking profit first, right? Whereas you might hear business say, oh, I have 70% profit. But what they're talking about is their sales minus their expenses, right? So after all of their expenses with that 70%, they still need to maybe pay themselves or do a couple of other things, right? Maybe put some money aside for savings. So when we talk about profit and profit first, it's the profit that comes after all that. It's the profit that is on top of you paying yourself and putting your savings aside and all of those things. So sometimes words have multiple meanings. Then we have connotation versus denotation, right? So uh, denotation is the dictionary definition. That's the one I'm going to be giving you today. Denotation is the meaning we give the word. So when I talk about discipline, sometimes people get freaked out because they're not even paying attention to what the denotation, the definition is. They're just focused on the connotation, right? How that word makes them feel and they don't like the way that feels. So they completely shut down. So let's talk through system versus process. I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to talk to you about maybe why these are important and we're going to dive in right now. So the Oxford definition of system, a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. And Oxford Dictionary gives you the example of a railroad, right? It also defines a system as a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method, right? Now we start to see, we can start to see this, right? So as an example, profit first, if you have been around with this podcast for a while, you know me, you know that I talk a lot about profit first. So we're going to use that. Profit First is a book written by Mike Michalowicz. It is a system that he has designed to help businesses create the cash flow they need to pay themselves. He's here to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and that is what his Profit First system does. So Profit First is a cash flow management system, and In that system, there are principles, like we talked about. Take your profit first before you do anything else and only pay expenses with what you can afford after you've taken profit. So in this system, he forces constraint through various processes that he has. Your business in itself is a system. It's a set of parts that work together to get things done or move you to a specific goal. So if a system is the framework for how you organize a set of principles, then what is a process? And a process, or typically a variety of processes, make up the system, right? So a process is defined as a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. So when assessing a business, I look at it from a systems perspective. How are all of these pieces coming together to achieve the purpose of the business? So each business has a multitude of systems in my mind. So you might have you know, a leadership system, whether it's self-leadership because you might be the only leader or maybe it's a performance system because you have other people who are working for you. And then the question becomes, what is your process to ensure you're performing at your best? 
there are likely a series of processes or steps or actions that need to happen for you to do this. And one example of an action or a step in this case is my CEO debrief tool that I developed to use with my clients to help them self-reflect and self-coach, right? So the CEO debrief is a process of a larger system around leadership performance, Cash flow system, we just talked about this. With the profit first system, there are a number of steps that you need to take, a number of actions that need to happen to ensure the system works. As an example in the book, Mike talks about allocating or transferring the money in your uh, account, your revenue account, on the 15th and the 25th of the month. This is one action in a series of other actions that need to be taken in a specific order to obtain the best possible outcome. You might have a client management system. You should have a client management system. As a matter of fact, when I assess all the systems in a person's business, it's usually the client management system that is like the white hot poker jamming them in the eyeball. Because this really starts to speak to the capacity problem that most small business owners have. So what are all the steps that need to happen to support your delivering you delivering your product or service through the life cycle? of a client, onboarding, high-touch communication points, check-ins, offboarding, re-enrollment, all of those are processes that need to happen within the client management system. Same thing with a sales system. How do you know, how do you take someone from a lead to a happy and satisfied customer? And there's an, here's an example. Oftentimes, a person selling your service or product isn't the person delivering it. And sometimes with small businesses, you're selling your service or product, and then maybe you have a team or support staff on the back end that these clients are going to be communicating with. Maybe even if they're not the ones directly delivering the service, they're still involved. So what is your process for introducing the customer to other players on your team? And I find this especially important when small businesses want to start to scale and they start to hear from their clients or customers that they only want to deal with that person, right? Like when you're the name and face and often the salesperson for your company, this becomes a real trap. So what is the process in your sales system that allows you to do that handoff? Now, some of you are probably thinking, but Tara, I always thought of technology as a system, like ActiveCampaign as a system, or Monday.com as a system. Yes, we do think about those things as systems, technological systems, right? Which is why I'm saying sometimes the way we think about things, they have multiple meanings. So I think about an active campaign or a Monday.com or a Calendly. Those are technological tools that help you navigate your system, email marketing or sales, and give you a way to make your process more efficient. Right. So let me give you a pro tip. Well-defined systems and processes are what helps you work more efficiently and create the much-needed capacity that business owners lack. Because without capacity, business owners become burned-out shells of people and never truly enjoying the success that they've created. If they could never step away, if they're always grinding, they're never going to be able to feel fulfilled and to experience truly experience the joy of the success that they have created. And without capacity, businesses can't scale. Scaling is when you're able to increase delivery without outsized increase in expenses. 
as a matter of fact, regularly working on your systems and process allow you to eliminate wasted effort and resources to continually improve those things to eliminate wasted effort, wasted money, wasted time, wasted team resources. But my favorite reason to have clearly designed structures, systems process, is that it calms my nervous system and my brain. It reduces the amount of information I have to hold in my noggin. It gives me peace of mind that everything has a place and there is a place for everything. And it makes me incredibly confident in the outcomes that I deliver. I'm no longer obsessing or worrying and spending my mental energy on what if I drop a ball somewhere? Your problem isn't that you lack a system or process. So if you get to this point and you're like freaking out and you're like hyperbolic about it and you're like, I have no system, I have no process, that's likely untrue. It's that you don't have them documented and organized in a way that allows you to see them, implement them consistently, or tweak and evolve them over time. All processes start manual and undocumented. It's like a spectrum. And as you grow, it's critical that you move toward the other end of the spectrum, which is automation. So next week, we're going to talk about the difference between workflows and automations to help you bring this all together. If you're looking to organize your systems and processes, you want to increase your capacity, you want to take a look at this idea of continuous improvement so that you can work easier and that you can be more profitable, I want you to sign up for my wait list. We're going to be launching new ways to work with me, and you're going to want to be the very first to know. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.